Good evening, happy Friday, happy weekend, and welcome along to another episode of the Endless Celts podcast. Hope you've had a good week. Thanks for spending your Friday night with us. Uh, I'm joined by you, the usual host with the most, Stephen. How you doing, mate? How's your week been? I've, it's it's been a, a manic week. It's been a stressful ass day. Work was finished. Took the the daughter to judo. Rushed back here. Didn't think it was going to get on in time, but I'm buzzing to be back on with with us. And I think the Friday team we're back together. And who knows? We might have a couple of wee uh, ding dongs tonight. But it's all good. It's all fun. <laughs> More than likely. Before I go any further, I, I I don't know if I have or not. It might be a wee delay. There might be a wee few technical connection issues my end. If it is, just put a comment in, and we'll try and work on it. But Ross, how's your week been, mate? Not bad, mate. Uh, fully back into the swingy things. Uh, feel oh, like I was never away on holiday now. Uh, I feel like I was never away on holiday now. Uh, I've actually, five minutes before I sat down, I don't know what it is, but I've went all like hay fever and my eyes are like really red and itchy. And so if I start <laughs> sneezing, just eyes. excuse me. Aye, I, I don't you know what it is. I've had to go and get tell, wipes. Tell them the real eyes. reason. Tell them the real reason. I dumped uh-huh. it to offer. I, I was uh-huh. thrown on it. You're like, uh, it's <laughs> <very kind. laughs> I thought you were going to say Sean farted in his pillow or something. Not on you then, that. <laughs> Maybe, I, I'm actually drinking a nice latte. Maybe I'm allergic to it. Could be. Lactose, isn't it? Lactose. Or lactose um, don't know. Okay, before we start, we'll wire into the... I think, I don't know if you... Have you got a... Copy of the Super Six here, Stephen. I've got it here. If you, if, if I can bring I'll it up, fire it up there for everybody Let's that's still playing like. and not jumped out yet. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, playing in there. Super Six, as, as we can see there, Kieran is number one. Mark Robertson two. Anthony Dunn third. Kevin Gallagher fourth. Williams dropped. Well, I think he's come up, but it looked like he has dropped the fifth. Now uh, Thomas sixth. Joe Finley seventh. Jamie McIlduff eighth, and Alistair Jack coming in at ninth place. And like Willie said. Anyone who wants to get involved in the banner below, the league pins are just search that on the Super Six platform and you can enter. And thankfully, we've got a wee prize coming <laughs> on its way fire Ross for Stephen Coltart. It's been a long time coming, but we finally got there, boys. That was going to be the next point, Stephen. It's, it's officially on its way, I believe. So <laughs> we'll get that to you ASAP. Apologies, it's taken a bit longer, but let's get in there. Um, Wednesday night. Celtic, we're back under the lights uh, at home in paradise and the, the biggest... T- <laughs> You're probably both, to be fair, San Fran. Um, yeah, back under the lights in the big time in paradise. Um, I was buzzing for the game. I, I think you, you guys were as well. Um was looking forward to it, hopefully getting a good result. Um, what's your just... Again, Stephen, you always kind of do it with us. So just a wee base. I know we're going to go into it deeper, but your, your thoughts on the game? I mean, to start off with the with the actual stadium itself, it's brilliant to see Parkhead back in that kind of caught like that atmosphere again back at the top table of European football. I think we all know the atmosphere that the fans, the the singing, you'll never walk alone. I think there was a live music artist there. I think it was Ross. You could be able to tell us more about that. Grand the terrible week, but like yourselves, I was very um, optimistic going into the match. I know we had a bit of a. I hated the bait, me and Franny on Monday, but again, that was just coming from the angles where I want the club to do the best. Um, the, the the game in large parts, I think it was a, the story of, of last season, to be fair. I think in large parts, we, we ultimately controlled the game. Lazio didn't look that dangerous. Um, 
he was in eating the prawn sandwiches, Monty. And Lazio didn't look that dangerous. It was basically, in my, in my opinion, we created our own downfalls, and uh, so to speak. And yeah, second half of up, that was the best I've seen us in Europe for quite some time. And it's just the same old story for me. It's the same old, we never get over the line, we never get the points on the board. And look, we will get into it. I'm sure we will. I'm sure the comments will fire into it as well. But my overall takeaway from the game, I'm, I'm majorly disappointed in the result. Yeah, I think we're all the same. Ross, just a wee general summary. Um, you were at the game, so the atmosphere was like rocking like the old days. Um, aye. <laughs> aye, it was. Uh, obviously, Stephen touched on the live performer. I forget the lassie's name, but um, she was really good pre-match. She'd done a rendition of Grace. Full Stadium was singing it. It was really good. I even took a video of that. It was so good. And then I've heard a few people talking about the that she shouldn't have done the you'll never walk. Uh, she shouldn't have done the you'll never walk alone. The, let the fans do. The fans still sung you'll never walk alone. I still enjoyed it. It was the first time I've been to a big European night in a while. Maybe the guys that go more regularly are, are probably better placed to have an opinion on that than myself. But I thoroughly enjoyed it at the time. Um, the stadium. It was there was a really good atmosphere, but you could also feel the edginess every single time right. we were passing about the back. It's just it, it it's where it, it's the fans have got it and the players have got it. It's that there's a mental block, there's a nervousness, and as well as they played, you could still tell in moments there was a a, a nervousness. But it's understandable. These guys are new. It's no an excuse. These guys are some of these guys are new to it. Some of them have got one campaign under their belt. But in terms of the game itself, I thought Celtic played really well for the most part. I thought <clears throat> Lazio, the first sort of five minutes, they were popping the ball about really quite well. And you could tell, like, there's just that, in terms of popping the ball about the way they did, you could just tell that there's that sort of difference in class eh, compared to the way we pop it about. It's a bit slower. And I know... Brendan likes to build build a, a bit slower, but you can you can just tell. Um, but then Celtic came into the game, and I thought they I thought they sort of controlled it up to they got their goal, and then they done what Celtic always do in Europe. They didn't they just keep doing what they were doing and keep playing. They yep. they sort of sat off Lazio and allowed them to come on to them, let them back into the game, and then Lazio get the equaliser. We'll go more into it obviously, but in general. I think Celtic played really well and to lose 2-1, they were very hard done by. I'm not seeing all these comments that you are laughing at. What's the story? I've put that up. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's quite good. Right? <laughs> Cheers, Monty. Um, I'm on water tonight, Monty. I, uh, I've had an ear infection all week, so I've been on more prescription drugs than fucking Michael Jackson was when he was on. Um, so <laughs> they drink for me tonight, but uh, aye, so we started off great start for us. Uh, our two sort of talisman, I would say, this year, uh, Stephen and O'Reilly setting up Kyogre. It was a great move. What was your what was your thoughts on the goal? I think that for me, that that was a great team move. It's it's something you can watch over and over again. I think it was silky play, like Ross. I have to agree with him. We popped it about a bit slower than that, too, but I think that's probably down to. The fact that we're still getting used to this kind of slow 
progressive football under Rodgers and we're used, so, so used to Postacoglu and obviously we we'll have to keep going back to that fact that the players are making probably a major step and going back to possession-based football, keeping it for long periods of time and trying to build the play for the back. We're on, on the rounds, it was quick, it was frost and you're up the pitch in, in no time. But I thought the goal was very, very good. Dyson Mieta played a final part in, in the goal. In, in my opinion, he cut in from the right-hand side. Most of the time, he's not controlling that ball, but he did. He fills the great pass into O'Reilly, and then O'Reilly does caress that ball to Kyogo. And I have to be honest, I thought Kyogo was going to miss. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought Kyogo was one on one. He was going to hit it straight at the keeper, which he did, but thankfully the keeper kind of jumped and the ball went under him. It was, it was a great team goal. The thing I'm disappointed about the most is, like what Ross said, as soon as we got that goal, we stopped doing what we were doing for the, the, the latter 20 minutes of well, the, the previous 20 minutes of the game. We stopped pressing them as high up the pitch. Lazio started coming into the game more. They were, they were growing in confidence. Felipe Anderson was getting the ball. Alberto was making chances happen. Immobile was throwing himself about. And like what Ross said, it frustrated me so much that they, they in my opinion, were there for the taking. And I think it was uh, someone yeah. in the comments, I can't remember who, but please comment back. If, if there was a time to play Lazio, it would have been nigh. Yeah, we can't go on about the indifferent form they have, but I just thought they looked shell-shocked when we were attacking them. When we pressed them high, they weren't coping really well with it. And the likes of O'Reilly, the likes of even Mieta, Yang, well, to a certain extent, no, Palma, sorry, to a certain extent as well when he came on. They were getting joy on the wings and just stopping what we were doing. I just I didn't understand it and it angered me so much because we could all see it. And Ross, you at the stadium, you could have felt it more in terms of the, the atmosphere around it as well. As soon as they got the goal, as they got the goal, we, we stepped back and we just let them really control the game from their own in, in terms of possession based. Um, yeah, um, Ross, what's your thoughts on the first goal? Uh, agree with Stephen as well. Well worked and it was a bit of a throwback to the old team we had under Brendan Rodgers we were scoring goals like them for fun with the runs with Sinclair and that I thought I thought it was quite similar to that uh, sort of style he had in his first term I thought it was an absolutely terrific goal that wouldn't have been out of place in any stadium all around Europe uh, on Wednesday night Tuesday night it was a goal that was worthy of that stage the Champions League it was so well worked Maeda we can we can talk about him eh, and his touch, his first touch, his decision making and stuff like that. But for all that he's an awful football player, you wouldn't have him out of the team. Eh, I think he picks up the ball well, eh, and he comes inside. He sees the pass into O'Reilly, and just the run for Kyogo and the perfectly weighted pass for um, Matt O'Reilly was absolutely top drawer, absolute top drawer. And I really thought. Eh, when we go up 1-0, I said, I think I said earlier on in the day or the day before that we need to get the first goal in these games because it, mm-hmm. it gives the fans something to feed off. And it did. We got the first goal and you're thinking, could this be the night? We were playing really well. Although Lazio had their moments, we were playing really well. We were controlling the the possession of the ball we had for the most part. And then... We get, as I say, we get that goal and then we sort of just sit off Lazio a wee bit, allow them to have the ball, allow them to come back into the game. And you allow teams to control the ball like we were doing, good teams. Eventually, at some point, they'll hurt you. I know it was a set piece. We'll probably come on to that next, Wally. But um, I just, I was slightly disappointed. I thought they would have just kept doing it. I know it's difficult. You maybe, you, you get the goal, you're excited and things like that. The adrenaline's run a flowing so 
obviously there, there's reasons as to why it happens, but also you have to take into account that Lazio are a good team and they're going to have their moments. Just so happened that their moment was after we got the goal and they probably had the best the rest of the first half. But uh, Celtic came into their own in the second half. I'll not go too, into, too much in it because obviously you maybe want to talk about that soon. But I, in terms of the goal itself, it was, as I said, well worthy of that stage. It was a, a absolutely terrific goal. Yep. Uh, I absolutely, totally agree. Um, <coughs> I think it's hopefully a sign of things to come under Brendan. and I think we're slowly getting there. But um, just before <coughs> I go on to the, the, the equaliser, there was a moment in the game and VAR's been a big talking point, obviously, um, last few weeks. But uh, Ross, coming back to you, I don't know if you've seen it back, um, but Hatate got a bit, a bit like your eye. <laughs> he got a bit of a sore one, um, and uh, I just wanted to see what your take on it was, because uh, it's it's, just, it's one of them for me. It's a, it's a bit of a strange one, but I mean, aren't these the moments that VAR's meant to be in play for? Um, if it's not like a, what's the term they use if the referee misses it? If it's not, a, I can't remember what term it is. Clear and obvious. Um, isn't that what this is in place for? And what did you think of the decision? Clear and obvious, that's it. Aye. Aye. Clear and obvious. Um, for um, me, if ever, aye, if ever there was a time I wanted Douglas Ross uh, running the line, it was Wednesday night. <laughs> red card, red card, red card. Um, but sadly, it wasn't there. For me, it was an out-and-out stone, stone wall red card. And it gets worse when you see it in slow motion. Obviously, I was at the game, so I'm not seeing it live. I didn't see it, but obviously watching it back, I was like, how can they not see that? And, and fair enough if the ref doesn't see it, but it's the VAR, like you said. It's a clear and obvious error. The guy has had one go at him and not got him and then caught him with a, a sort of forearm smash. It is a red card all day long, and these are... You look at it and you, these are moments that can change games. We were up 1-0 at the time. You look at the Feyenoord game over there. Feyenoord, I think, were up 1-0 and we got a man sent off for not even half of what that guy done, Lager Bielka. Lager Bielka's sort of feeling for the guy. He's not trying to hurt him and he gets sent off. This guy forearm smashes um, Hatate at 1-0 we could gain that advantage that Feyenoord gained against us, but we don't get the decision. Feyenoord do. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy, because let's face it, they don't really care about Celtic and Feyenoord, these refs. But for me, they, they're the, the, the fine lines, the fine margins that go against you, go for you. And they can really like change a game. Had, had they went down to 10 men in that game at 1-0 down the way we were playing, controlling the ball, I think it's very difficult for Lazio to come back into that game. I'm not saying Celtic would have definitely won it, but they certainly had a fucking hell of a better chance than what it is at 11 v 11. It's it's a terrible mistake, and for it not to really have been spoken about at great length for me, is, that saddens me a wee bit. Celtic yeah. are just not getting decisions like that now, and you need things like that at this level when you're playing at the level Celtic play it. You need things like that to go for you, and at the minute, they aren't. Yeah, Stephen, I, I agree. I think most people in the, well, everybody in the comments that's commented has uh, agreed that they thought it was a red. For me, like again, you don't really notice it at the time, but I, that's what 
VARs there for, and I don't even think in the game watching it at home that they had the touching <clears> it until half time. But for me in the replay, you can clearly see the the player hasn't even got his eyes on the ball. He turns around and he's looking Hatati dead in the eyes before he throws his his uh, forearm into it. But what did you think of the situation? I mean, for me, like, I think everyone's right. It was a clear red card. I mean, what's the point of VAR when they don't call back these incidents? The only thing I could think of, because it wasn't leading to a goal-scoring opportunity or wasn't really impacting the play as such, but he, he as Ross said, he literally forearm smashed him. It wouldn't look out of place in UFC or WWE in the ring or the octagon. So, I mean, it, it was right bang on the chops. Like, and fair play to Rio for continuing on with the game. That was in his eye. Remember, he got the boot in the weekend's game. I was in that eye as well, so it would have probably been a sore one to take. But VAR, I mean, look at the shambles with the whole Spurs and Liverpool's fiasco. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, there's mistakes written throughout this whole system, and it, this has been implemented to make the game better. But in actual fact, they're missing clear errors, which doesn't make sense to me. They have angles, they have assistant VAR people, they've got VAR people, and then they've got people who make the decisions, fourth officials, assistant referees, and many people do the need to help them out to get the right call. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to make any excuse saying, where the, for example, if they got sent off, would have won the game. No, we don't know the outcome of what what the game would have been. But it's like Ross said, the rub of the green, the luck. We don't quite get it in these big games or big tournaments. And it's been kind of a, a thing that's happened for years and years. Look, I want the decision if it's the correct one. And I think it's the system. Yes, I'm from 100%. And I think you'd be blind not to see that's a red card. I mean, did you see, by the way, not to, to switch the subject, but you spoke about lines, obviously not in, in regards to offside, but did you see that line they drew last night for the Rangers game? Rangers game. game. <laughs> like, so, like, what are these people being... The, the edge of the yeah. box. <laughs> so what, what is, either the edge of the yes. box is pretty fucking squint or it's <laughs> the VAR's line. Signs up. But like, what, what, are these, <laughs> what, are these people, what are these people paid to do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you can't see a forearm smash... You give a, an offside goal by draw, drawing the wonky line. Spurs against uh, Liverpool. They missed a clear, a clear goal with Luis Diaz. I, I, thought, I think it was the belief, but it's a shambles. I mean, if that was if, if that was in the SPFL, you would understand it not been given because we know the shit standard that we have. But this is a top table of European football with the top referees, the top officials, the top equipment, the best VAR, and they don't see it. I just don't understand it. it it's, no, it's baffling to me. Best league in the world. Yeah, and like, like, what Sam, like what Sam Fran said, if it's the system, get it out and just go back <laughs> to what we had because it's an absolute joke. It really it doesn't is. doesn't seem to be VAR that's the problem, though. It's the people that are handling it yeah. for me. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, uh, I don't know if it's the actual VAR system. It's the it's the rules behind it, the politics behind it, and the people that are that are running it, which is just a 100%. absolute shambles. But... Um, after that situation, Stephen, I'll just come back to you. Um, we concede an equaliser. Um, a, a, set, a set play again. It seems like we've got plenty of men in the box to deal with that. I don't know if it's harsh to say some are ball watching or, or what, but it just seems like a, just another little sloppy mistake that we seem to be... For me, it seems like last season we'd done this a lot. We were in the ascendancy. We weren't clinical enough and then we'd make some sort of sloppy mistake which you can't do at this level uh, what did you think about the goal we conceded do you think we could have done more to stop it from happening it's a, it's a typical Celtic goal that we concede in Europe isn't it it's, it is it is a shambles if we're honest I mean 
for me, the corner kick, there's three different points. There's three times where we could have cleared that ball. The first time when the ball came into the box, we missed it. Second time when it dropped, we missed it. And then the, the fella hooked it over and the man got the flick on. Joe Hart, to be fair to him, got his hand to the ball, but didn't clear it off the line. And then eventually had the goal. And it's, for me, it's it's like what Granda said there. You can write the scripts in these games. And look, again, we're on the ascendancy. That's great. But like what Ross said, I'll go back to it. We did not capitalize on what we were doing. We stopped doing what we were being brilliant at in that game. And we kind of invited the pressure onto ourselves. And conceding the goal that way, a set piece seems to be kind of Celtic's kryptonite defending set pieces, especially in European football. Or even in the box, the, the ball gets loose. We never seem to get a man on it. It either hits one of their men and goes in the back of that or like what was seen there on, on Wednesday night against Lazio. It's still, for me, it's a shambles. I think now Phillips was a donkey. I don't know what he was what he was trying to do. He, he flopped himself at the ball. He missed the first contact. The second contact was missing. It was it was it was lights out from there. And it's the basics for me. The basics of defending. And by the way, I must say Liam Scales was fantastic again. I have to yeah, say that. I, I thought he was. I thought he was immense. He, he's a, he's proven me wrong big time. But in terms of the goal, it was a, it was a shambles of the concede. And then like you, you're kind of in hope more than anything after it. Yeah, Ross, I think Strangelove makes a great point. You don't make the we need to win that first ball, but from that point mm-hmm. it's a bit that is down to a bit of luck. But at the same time, if you don't win the first ball, you need to win the second or then even the fucking third. That, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> and and like I say, there's plenty of bodies in there to, to deal with it. Um what did you think about it? Um I was uh, well I think Strange Love has sort of nailed it. You have to win the first ball. It's not the worst ball into the box. It's not the greatest corner either. Um, but it's just one of the ones. It's just, it's just not dealt with immediately. And then thereafter, it's a, a sort of lottery. It's whoever gets their sort of head on it first. The Lazio player, obviously, headers it just outside the six-yard box. And then you've got the other guy, more or less on the line, just a wee flick on and hope. And for their... It's difficult to react. Hart sort of gets a half hand to it. And then he, he does well to even try and claw it back out. But by that point, it's in. I was Where I was sitting is actually, it was pretty much in line with the post eh, on the side that it went in. So instantly I was like, oh, it's a fucking goal. You know what I mean? But yeah. you could see it was well over. Eh, disappointing. But I still felt at that point the game was there for us. Eh, we just had to go back to what we were doing at the start. And I think into the second half, we started to do that again and took control of the game, which was pleasing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Just to come straight back to you then, because that's what I'm going to go on to the second half. I thought we came out and we were excellent. Um, I don't know if it was similar to last season where I thought we created those. It's just that clinical, that last... Uh, and we're going to, I'm going to touch on a few player performances later on, but... Uh, Maeda especially is just that gets into such good positions and does such great work, but it's just that that either clinical, just that clinicalness or or that that one pass. It just it just seems to be lacking. And then at this level, um, you can get punished for it. But we um, we scored a wonderful goal, another wonderful goal, uh, and unfortunately, our luck yet again. Uh, you talk about it, how it swings a certain way and we, we don't get the luck with the, the Hatati incident and then we obviously get um, the the bad luck for the goal. Uh, just your thoughts on that 
the build up the the finish young palmer that came on and then obviously the the heartache after it um uh, well first and foremost it was a really good goal um i thought i listened to stephen on monday night talking about palmer and he said that he was oh, very Jesus slow Christ. no no <laughs> You'll be very surprised here, what I'm going to say. He said he was slow. He said he refuses to take a man on. He was refusing to take his man on. And I've, I agreed with every word he said. He was absolutely buying on the money. And he came on and he done exactly the same um, on Wednesday night. He was on, again, where I was sitting. I was on that side that he was playing on. I was watching him really closely because I was quite interested to see how because I hadn't seen a lot of him. Um, didn't take his man on. He always wanted to come back inside. But he was very effective in the game, albeit he wasn't taking his man on. I agree with Stephen. He doesn't, he isn't blessed with a lot of pace. He looks um, quite cumbersome, uh, if that's the right word I'm using there. Uh, he's he's uh, certainly when he when he gets an offer, he's no fear to he's no fear to have a shot. And I thought, in terms of the goal, he was very composed because he could have lashed at it straight yeah. away, but he takes a touch inside to make room for, for to then find the near post. It was a great finish. I'm going to say something here, right? I don't want slagged. It's maybe going to sound crazy, but <laughs> I know what rally. I'm thinking. I'm right? So Palma, is, he lacks pace, right? And I'm not saying he's by any stretch on this guy's level, but he has got a decent delivery into the box. And I think that because of that, he doesn't always need to beat his man. And a certain David Beckham was like that. No, I'm not saying he, he's. I have to reiterate, he's nowhere near that level. His delivery is. Because you watched the documentary, isn't it? Beck- no, I watched it. No, but David Beckham <laughs> didn't. Have, he wasn't blessed with pace. He didn't really beat a man, but he just had such good quality on his cross that he was like he was just a very effective player because of that. Palmer has not got that quality. He obviously hasn't, he? but I think he'll he'll get across in early rather than beat his man, and he, the quality of the ball will get round about the man sort of thing. I can what I'm trying to say. Anyway, <laughs> I thought he, he did. He, he was the guys in the chat are agreeing with you, Corvo. By the way, Corvo, aye. some result for the tune the other night. Well that done, mate. Half. Um, he says the same thing the right foot's a weapon and Strange Love says mm-hmm. you don't need to beat a man when you can del- deliver a ball like him thank Tomo ah, um, so I wasn't talking Pash thank God <laughs> <laughs> um, but aye I, for me what he done in the time he came on I'm not slagging Yang because I thought in we fits and starts he, he did do well I, I like his direct the directness of Yang they're different players but uh, I think probably and the two substitute appearances, Palmer's done enough. They probably deserve a start eh, against Kilmarnock. But I, I mean, I've heard city people saying, using words to, eh, aimed at Celtic after that performance, like naive and stuff like that. And I, I don't like words like naive getting aimed at Celtic off the back of that performance. Certainly, I agree performances, with that. Uh, performances passed, absolutely. But I don't think Celtic were naive the other night. I think, but for the width, eh, a piece of leather on Maeda's boot, we, we won that game 2-1. And the full narrative of what we are talking about the night changes. We, we talk about how we're controlled, how we're measured, how we kept the ball really well, 
how we didn't create as many chances as what an Ange Postacoglu team did. Not clear-cut chances anyway, but the clear-cut chances we did create went in the back of the net, albeit that one of them was slightly offside because of a flick for Maeda that you just cannot legislate for. Um, I, I think we only really created two two clear-cut chances in the match. The one that Kyogo scored and the, the one that Palma put in the back of the net. We created some half chances, decent moments, but we, we never created as many chances as what the sort of Ange team did in any, probably any of the games that we played in the, the uh, last year's campaign. But listen, they didn't get the goal, but for that piece of leather, and then I know we're probably going to that goal, but for me, it's not a Carter Vickers mistake. I think he's been given the ball. And there's a lot of players around him, and he's not really got an opportunity to do much with it. And he, somebody nicks a toe on it, and for there, we're sort of. I think Brendan Rodgers nailed it. I didn't notice it myself at the time, but the way he says how we we sort of emptied the box, if you like, mm-hmm. before we had proper proper possession. And once the boy nicks it, we're really struggling, and you could see it unfold. I, I could see it unfold in front of my eyes. I was like, this is the moment. Just get ready to jump this chair and get out of here because you're fucking raging. <laughs> it was it was absolutely soul destroying, gut wrenching, spewing. Ah, there's so many descriptives you could use for it. People, uh, I mean, you, you have to say same old story, sorry, hang, but it was the same old ending to the story. But I don't yeah. think the middle part of the story and the start was the same old story. Yeah, that's a lot to take in. Stephen was shaking Sorry. his head a lot there as well. But um, yeah, so Stephen, you were shaking your head a lot, like I said. What's your thoughts, first of all, on our goal? Um, our goal that wasn't a goal. I agree mm-hmm. with Austin on the fact that, uh, yeah, that, like, the result doesn't tell the story. The result is the same old story, but I agree with, with how we played. I don't think it's the same old story in the Champions League, but, but we're going to go into all that sort of stuff as well. But uh, So give us uh, aye, your thoughts Sorry. on the goal. Then, then, um, then the last last minute conceding the goal. I thought it was interesting that Ross said. I've actually I didn't hear Roger saying that, but I've got down here on my notes about what I was wanting to say was that like I seen a lot of people complaining about when we were at one each or whatever. This whole possession football where you pass it to the centre half to the left back, kind of back in again. I I, I understood that because I think we can make better openings playing that way. And I think the first time we didn't do that in the last 20 minutes was when we ended up getting caught in possession and then they were running away. I think if we continue to do that, that goal doesn't come. So I understand that. And I think it's I think us playing that way, create creating one or two opportunities in, in 10 minutes could be far better than us just lumping balls up for 10 minutes, for example. So uh, it's an interesting one. So I, your thoughts on your goal that wasn't a goal? Uh, and the sucker punch at the end, and, and just everything you shook your head at to Ross anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for, for me, I, me. <laughs> I, have, I have to say, I'm quite surprised that Ross actually agreed with me on, on Palmer. I think Palmer, for me, he is he's slow. He, as I said, he doesn't take his man on, but I will give him one thing. is was two goals. Obviously, one got chalked off. Would have been both fatal for Celtic. Oh, the last two... That two goal, I thought it was a good finish. Literally, the keeper's near post, but the speed took it away from him. It was in before he dived. And like Ross, I think he is effective. 
in terms of what he does. He, he's really good at passing the ball. He's good at seeing a, a pass. We haven't seen him do the dead ball situations yet, which is what he's meant to be really good at. So it'll be interested to see if him and O'Reilly share that. But it didn't look like that on, on in the game. O'Reilly was over everything at the corner kicks as well. So maybe he'll get a chance to show what he's worth in, in, in the coming games. But I still stick to my opinion on Monday. He doesn't excite me. And that's not me writing him off by any stretch of the imagination. I just, he's not a player that excites me a lot. And Yang, as I said, excites me more. More so, so because of his directness, his skills, and albeit his end product needs needs to be kind of buffered and, and changed. And I think Corvo said it. Maybe Rogers can coach that out of him. But in terms of the goal, yeah, it wasn't a goal. So the story is the same. Celtic got beat 2-1 in, in Champions League football, conceding late on in the match. And, I wasn't shaking my head disagreeing as such with Ross in, in terms of what he was saying. I was disagreeing with the, the statement that we weren't naive. I thought we were really naive again. I think we're always going into these games and coming out of them saying we're learning, we'll, we'll be changing, we'll do things better, but it always ends up the same way. It kind of it makes me... I'm actually fed up with that, to be honest, because we should be doing better. I think Lazio will there for the taking. It reminded me a lot of the Shakhtar Donetsk games last season. I thought we could have took more than we did from then. Um, and <sighs> naivety... Is what I think what we spoke about, Ross, in terms of Celtic didn't keep doing what they were good at. They stepped off them and let them take control of the game. That's where I'm coming from, being naive in that sense, where we kind of invited the pressure. Second half, we come out and done really well for the first 20 or so minutes. And then they started taking control. And then eventually, Pedro, who's like five foot two, scores a header, puts a pass too hard. Obviously, it's a good goal, well worked, but I think Rogers is, is correct. We emptied the box. Fickers made that mistake. Gets the ball nicked off him, and then uh, there was no one on the back post. There was nobody. I don't even, I don't even know where Alistair Johnson was to be honest, because he should have been covering him. But it was a poor goal to concede, and you felt the air being sucked out of Celtic Park at that time. And Ross, you were probably out. You were on out last day when that one just to get out in time, getting caught in the melee. But look, lads, I'm going to be honest here with you. It's the same old story. We can dress it up again by saying we've we've played brilliant, we we, we dominated possession, but possession doesn't win you games. That, all that doesn't win the games. You have to be clinical. I think Lazio maybe only really created don't forget, two or three. Sorry, Stephen. Don't forget that 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 goal we scored a width of a piece of leather. It's offside. And another and another like five years ago, Celtic scored that goal. We yeah, because VAR is that there. That's the only way we, we don't get that. It's such um. It's wasn't it like Palmer was offside. He ran offside. It should never no, be offside. Mm. It was so unlucky. And but for that wee tiny flick that Maeda, it's just a natural reaction. But for that, yeah. we go and win that game and the whole narrative changes. Look, I agree with that. But the fact is, the narrative is how it is now. We can't be saying an offside goal. And yeah, it might have changed the game 100%, but it wasn't given. It was offside. We have to put that to, literally to one side now. We lost the game 2-1. It was a game we probably should have took a point or three points from. I think Alistair Johnson even said <laughs> in one of his uh, press conferences, he said... They feel hard done by that. They thought they should have won the game. Cal McGregor as well said that. So even the players are feeling that. And look, at the, at the end of the day, like I don't know what else to say. Look, it feels like we're, we're in last season again where we're talking about us playing well and competing in the match, but it doesn't get to the points. And it's unfortunate because if we had games where we competed in, we'd be fucking top of that top of the group table. No problem. But we're not. And look, I'm not trying to be a dick or come across this with a bad attitude. I just think... Looking at okay. it from outside, and I, no, no, I'm not. I think looking at yeah. it from the outside, and I think we're not a we're not a de facto Champions League club no more. I think we're Europa League at best at the minute, and 
you can say we're learning next year is going to be better, but we don't know that. No, before. This year will be better, and it's not better. But so no, that's would, where I'm I, sitting at. I don't think everybody's saying that, and I think it's I think it's really. I was going to we were going to come on to this later on, but we'll just fire into it now because you've you've started. No, it didn't mean to change the topics. It didn't mean to change the topics, but I think it's I think it's really harsh to say we're naive. I think we've I think we've had big results in the Champions League before, and we've not played or performed half as well as we did that night. But it's football, Mm -hmm. so I think it's harsh to say. I, I think like Barcelona was an absolute freak. Like we were battered that game, and because Fraser Froster was brilliant, so it's not just about. Well, we didn't get the result though. Like we were horrible that game, but managed to get the result. So you can't say we're naive now because we performed really well, but didn't get the result. I think there was times last season where we didn't perform in the Champions League and we deserved to get battered against Leipzig away and all the rest of it. But we didn't deserve to get battered last night. I thought we were excellent and we can, we can take hope. I was you what well, you seen me in the group chat on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely livid after the game. And it's not, I'm not doing this whole, oh, well, we're learning or we're this or that next thing. I was livid because we should have won that game. We were the far better side. I totally agree. I totally and, agree. Um, so it's not it's not naivety or whatever it is. And I think that's the reason there was nobody in the back post or we emptied the box at the game because we had a minute left of the game. The, 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 you said yourself, the players said afterwards, I think you could see it in the team, you could see it. Every supporter said it since. We'd have been gutted with a draw that game. And I think the team... I've been like, like we've got to be a draw. We want to win this, and that's how the box has been emptied. And there's been nobody at the back post, sucker punch, and we end up with an absolute gut wrenching loss in the end. But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's harsh to say we were we're naive and we're saying we're learning and all this. I don't think anybody's saying that. I thought it was a good performance. We deserved to win, and I think it is really unfortunate that we did lose. But that's football. I think we've, like I said, I think we performed at a far lesser level than we did on uh, Wednesday night. And we've got big, big results against other teams. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a shit thing to say. It's but not when the same thing saying this is a good performance. When was the last time we got a big result in the Champions League, man? But like I know we've had good results in Europa League against Lazio home the way, fair enough. But the Champions League, we haven't yeah, but performed. See, because we have because we haven't had that, but we did perform on Wednesday. Just because yeah, we didn't get the win. I know. Right, but but we... you're saying we're you're saying we're all naive and we're learning. We're not saying that. We performed on Wednesday night. No, I'm not saying you said it. I'm not saying you said it. And we performed and showed that we can compete at that level. And it's, that's the problem you're saying that well, by the way, because we've not won in so long. If we had won last season one game and we played here, you wouldn't be saying what you're saying now. It's because of this fucking record and you want to get it off our back. That was an excellent performance. We're just unlucky to get on the uh, the wrong side of the result. But even in, a couple even of things. in the big results in the in the past sorry, Ross, and right. some of the big results in the past as well. Like it has been a bit backs against the wall and we've managed it, but we've been clinical with the one or two chances we've taken. I feel like now, or in the past few years, we've actually been a better football inside. We just can't keep the fucking ball at the net on the other side. And we're that's not a, that's the biggest, biggest, yeah, that's that's the biggest that, issue. That's I actually think as a football inside, we're better than we were when we were getting these big results because they're big results for me a lot of the time were you had to defend really well and backs against the wall and then we were more clinical. And I think that's the only difference at the moment. But you say we were more clinical. I touched on it earlier. I think on Wednesday night we were clinical. We made one clear-cut chance in the first half and we took it. We made, the, well, Maeda went through, but his first touch takes him a bit wide. That's, it's not a clear-cut chance. Um, probably for me the next clear-cut chance we make is the Palmer one. And he scores it. 
we we didn't, as I said, we didn't make as many chances as we did the previous season under Ange, and we were missing all the chances under Ange, and we said we're, uh, we need to take it into next season now and finish the chances. But it's a different team, it's a different style of play, so we're not making as many chances. But the chances we have made on Wednesday night, I don't think that can be argued. We took them, albeit that one of them was with a technicality, if you want to put it that way. It's not, it's, Ross, it's not a different team, though. Well, what, what I mean by that is it's a different style of football. So we're, I don't expect a Celtic team to make as many chances as we did last season. Had this been the Ange team and we were making all the chances, we, chances are we maybe wouldn't be... At, or the, we might be as clinical and we, we've given ourselves more opportunities to score goals but this team don't do that this team play a different way it's more pragmatic and as much as I liked the way we approached it last season I liked the way we approached the game on Wednesday night it was it wasn't gung-ho but it also wasn't like excuse me also wasn't like giving Lazio too much respect we we took the, the game to Lazio, everybody wanted the ball, nobody had, we were all playing with confidence, and you said it was naive after the goal to let them then come back into it. I think that's the wrong word to use. I think it was, for whatever reason, after a goal, teams like Celtic in Europe maybe sit off, there's that wee seed in their mind, right, we need to protect what we've got, because in the past, we've lost goals really quick, after getting a goal, I think that, that along with the, the the monkey in your back, you're getting this Champions League win. I think that all culminates into the way where we not went into our shells, but allowed Lazio to have the ball. Right, let's be let's be a bit more solid and get to half time. Maybe this one 0 lead. It transpired that they, they they couldn't defend a corner, and they should have probably just been taking the game to Lazio the way they had been. But I I I don't think Celtic at any point. Even, I don't think they, at any point in that game they were naive. Even at, right at the very end when they emptied the box, it's probably the wrong thing to do. Again, I don't think it's naive. That's naive I, think, That's I, I don't naive think it is. I don't think it is because the, they're sort of, like the balls come out and they're like, right, let's get pushed up the park because we need to go up the park. We don't want to lose this goal. But then the ball goes into Carter Vickers. It was a silly pass. And for me, I don't think Carter Vickers makes a mistake. I don't blame Carter Vickers because when he receives the ball, he's pretty much got three men round about him. He's got nowhere to go. He's in a like a, a cul-de-sac, if you like, and the ball gets nicked. But then we're turned and then we're struggling. But it's no naivety for me. It's just a bit of... What's the word? Eagerness to get, up the, to get up the park. It's... They were just a bit too eager to get back up the I, park and, and push Lazio back, but then they lose the ball and they get turned over. And uh, quality teams, once you're turned over, you're really struggling, and that proved. But I th- <laughs> sorry, I know I'm going to. No, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I, I really, I don't think you can say that they haven't Celtic haven't learned because that performance was as good as I've seen. it. and uh, listen, I can sit here and say it. I'm, I wasn't playing the game. Matt O'Reilly played the game. He's better placed than any of us to say how that game went. 
and he said that that is the best performance he's had in Europe in a set with a Celtic mm-hmm. team. For me, that says it all. I, I think Celtic performed really, really well, and they deserve to win the game. I don't think there was any naivety. I just think that I keep going back to it, and I know it's the rules, but. If, I mean, if you get away with that, we won that game, and, and then we're, I, but then we're talking about how it was such a control performance and all the rest of it. Instead of we're naive, we're this. It's the same old story. One one thickness of leather changes the full narrative of a game where we weren't naive, where we were the best team, and we played really good football, and we played like we belonged at that level. For me, look, I, I get that right, but. We always talk about fine margins. For me, the fine margins are more than being clinical. The fine margins is no men to defend, no men to press, no one had to shape up as a team. And I felt like for me, especially at the last instance of the game, literally the, one of the last kicks of the ball, regardless if we emptied the box, we emptied the box, but the players to me were all one, running one direction, that was towards the ball, which left a big, massive gaping hole at the back post for the smallest man on the pitch to get in and head it back across Joe Hart. Not blaming Joe Hardy here in any instance at all. He had no chance for the goal. I thought it was a great header. That, for me, is the fine margins. We, we, we always we spoke about it last season. It doesn't matter if it's a different style of play. You, you learn to be streetways. Lazio, Italian teams in general, German teams, are really streetways in Europe. And it just feels like to me Celtic lacked that bit of know-how. Know-how. No, but the wee bit of experience to see you through a game like that, the wee bit of experience to know when to take it easy as a team. And... but. Like that, that to me is naivety. I don't think you can say it's eagerness. Like Callum McGregor to me should be turning around to the back forward the ninety fourth minute, whatever it was when they scored, to be like, stay where you are. Just I think it's an experience, not naivety. An experience is naivety, Ross. No, it's no, no, it's no. Yes. You, you can be inexperienced oh. and and play a really good game and win it. Inexperience doesn't mean naive. It doesn't for me. I'm no, I'm not buying into that. I don't think the players are. We're, we're happy with a draw and I, I agree with them because we should have won that game and I think that's what's I, I think eager is possibly the right word because we were we were wanting that goal and I think they can see it in the team that they, they want this monkey off the back with this whole fucking winless streak because I think it's it, it can it can affect and I think it is affecting because moments like this if we had a win if we had a win or two in the Champions League last year we wouldn't be talking about this here right now we'd be talking about how that was a very good performance, and it was. But because we've not won in so long, what are you doing that for? The but they didn't win. We're saying if, 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 if it's all ifs. Yeah, and you're saying it's exact same for you. Oh, you're gaining it. As no, we, but, we've not won in so long or whatever. But this, we're talking about how it's fine managers. I don't understand how you can't see that, and you're gaining it all the fucking sign and all this. When I'm trying to explain something, and you just totally disregard what it is. I, I'm not disregarding it. You are. You just say, well, we didn't win, though. But that's not what... You're not listening to what we're trying to say. That's what's frustrating about it. You're telling me that if if we did win last year, you'd be having the same conversation now about us not winning this game. You would have been saying that was a brilliant performance and we we fucked it in the end, which we did. But so do big teams. Mm -hmm. Teams make the same sort of mistakes. Lazio made the mistake for Palmer's goal, the exact same. Nobody in the back post and he was there and scored. Unfortunately, we got offside. Just because it was in the last minute, I think we were trying to win that game, and that's it. I, I hate this whole narrative. I but we didn't win though. Bearing in mind as well, we're also playing with our fifth choice centre half. Who we're going to talk about him? He's been fucking excellent. We've got a yeah. fifth choice centre half. We've got a centre half <laughs> that's had about 
20 minutes of football since he's came in playing a half. And then we bring a, 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 who's one of our best players back, but he's not played since the semi-final at a, a Scottish Cup last season. But no, no, we've still to beat fucking Barcelona's and Bayern Munich's and all the rest of it. There needs to be a sense of realism. <laughs> I, I get that, right? No, I hundred percent. I don't know who you're you're talking to. There. No, I, I I get that, right? Look, I'm not disregarding anything. We all have different opinions. You see, the chat is divided. Well, I mean, everyone's talking about different things, and that's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Sam Fran agrees with you. John agrees with me, and people are in between. That that's fair. But the, the way I look at it is, we can't be happy. Look, I I said I did say the, the second half was probably the best I've seen us in Europe in a while. But we can't be accepting good performances all the time and not getting the results. I'm mean, not like, accepting it. No, but I'm not saying you are. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying William Ross are accepting it. I'm saying from my point of view, it's like we're we're waking up the next day being like, yeah, again, we we competed, we, we had a couple of shots on target. It's great, and you're all about to win this one run, Willie. Which, by the way, you're right to point out. So, what I would ask you then, does that win this run not bother you in any sort of way? Like, are you happy? Are you happy just seeing us play well and then eventually coming up short uh-huh. and then just? But no, no but I'm only asking. I'm not saying you are. I'm asking. I told you on Friday and on Wednesday, right after the game. What did I say? I'm fucking absolutely. You were fuming. You were fuming. Absolutely sick of us going out and performing well, and then it's one silly mistake or, or one unlucky decision or something that um, ends up where we don't get the result that we deserve. I'm absolutely sick to back, back teeth yet, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to pick holes in that team for on Wednesday night because I thought they were absolutely excellent, and I just. I just think it's an un- it's unfortunate we didn't get the win. Of course, I'm sick of it, but I'm sick of it because <laughs> I see all of our social media people saying we've no one in ten years. Which, by the way, it's like ten or eleven ten or eleven games. I know that's still shocking. I agree. We should have been. We should have won more games than that. But it's, it's this whole. It makes it makes it sound far worse than it is. Yes, it's shit. I agree. It's terrible. We should be winning more games than that in the Champions League. Um. But we we haven't, and that's it. And that, that see this stuff, it just fuels it more. Oh, we are shit. We are shit. Um, we've no one in ten years. We're shit. We've lost another game again. Rather than looking at it and going, we were fucking excellent. We should have won that game. Yes, it's shit. I'm fuming as well. I'm really angry. But transfer window. We should be spending a hundred million. I want to spend a hundred million too, but it's not plausible. Everybody just keeps recycling the same shit over and over again, and it, it gets me worked up. And that's why I was so annoyed the Wednesday night. I wasn't annoyed. I was obviously I was annoyed we got beat, but I was more annoyed because all I could think of was everybody's just going to come out again and say the reaction no good for this level. Yep. The transfer window was shit. The transfer window on that game, we didn't lose because of the transfer window. They guys went out there and showed that they could win that game. They didn't get the result, but they they, they could win that. They could have won that game. So I, I just, but it just fuels all that, and that's why I get fucking annoyed. People feel vindicated. Because Celtic lost the other night because they've been I don't their gums the lost. I don't no, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. But there's been a lot of people mumping their gums out of the summer. We should have done this. We should have done that. And they lose that game. They don't want Celtic to lose that game. But when they do, they feel vindicated. And they ignore everything that went before that. And concentrating that last second where we lost the goal. And it's naive. And it's this. And it's that. When actually, but for the width, I'll say it again. With a piece of leather on a boot, uh, a forearm smashed to Hatati's face. Fine margins. People talk about it all the time. That's a fine margin. That doesn't touch Maeda's boot. It's a goal. Hatati, the boy gets sent off, which he should have. We've all said it. 
If he gets sent off, <laughs> they get down to 10 men. We're 1-0 up and controlling the game. It's difficult for Lazio to get in and out of that game. And I think Celtic kick on. You can't say for sure. But these are the fine margins. And if they go our way on another night, the whole narrative changes. I've said it three or four times. And it does. I don't think anybody can argue that. It's the fickleness of football. It's so frustrating. And I'm like Wally. I'm sick to the back teeth. Every time Celtic lose a game, people just go back and harp on about we should have done this in the window, we should have signed this, we should have spent that. It's fucking boring, right? We didn't. We are sitting here. There's absolutely nothing we can do to change the team and squad we've got, right, until January. We won't make any great changes in January. I don't know what we're going to do next summer, but right now, this is what we've got to work with. Brendan Rodgers is not absolutely delighted with the way things went, but he's working with the team, and I think he's done a terrific job with the players he's got. Every time a result goes against us, we need to stop going back to this and that. It's in the past. It's done. This is the team we've got. Support it. Look forward. See what we can do. Celtic should have won that game on Wednesday night. They might not win a game in this Champions League, but they might. If they play like that and a couple of things go their way, there's every chance we'll get one or two results. We won't get out of this group now. There's too much to do. But please, please stop going back to we should have done this, we should have done that, because it's fucking draining and it's shite. <laughs> it's draining, I'll leave it to me as well. By the way, I've been bringing the comments up. There's lots of disagreements, which is fine. This is what we're here for, debate. Um, what I would say, there's people saying ifs, ifs and buts and if my granny had balls <laughs> and my grand and all that as well. But what I would say to that is I could say the exact same thing about people saying if we bought two £10 million players in the transfer one day, we'd be bossing at the Champions League. That's an if I bought and if my granny had balls as well. For me, right. we could be we could have been less successful. So like that's what we're here today. We're all here to debate these things. Well, you, you take it, right? <clears throat> if we'd spent... Right, let's let's go back to the Lennon time, right? He spent seven million pound on Julian. He spent five million pound on a a Yeti, and he spent five or six million pound on Barkas. Right, there's three players. A the, the the sort of money that we wanted us to spend on players, right? They were pish. Julian was good, but he didn't he didn't make us do much. Okay, we got the the win against Lazio at home. I take that into consideration. But they didn't take us on to new levels. They didn't do it in the Champions League. We didn't qualify for the Champions League with these guys. A Yeti was absolutely garbage. A Barkas, absolutely garbage, right? It doesn't guarantee you. I accept that on paper it gives you a better chance, but it does not guarantee you that we are going to go out and instead of losing that game in the last minute, we win it in the last minute. It doesn't guarantee you that. But... Signing the three six million pound players weren't they going to make us beat Lazio three or four one? They just weren't. It's it's so difficult to win at that level, especially for a team like Celtic at the the, the financial that they're operating in. It's listen, we all want Celtic to spend more money. I have to admit that I really I, I do think they should have spent that more money, but I still have to like match it up with the fact that it doesn't guarantee that we could still go, we could sign the players and still go through that full six game campaign and not win a game. But, Willie, I think you absolutely nailed it earlier when you said that on Wednesday night, we didn't lose that game because we didn't spend 
six, seven million pound on three players. We lost that game just on margins, fine margins, naivety. slight technicalities. <laughs> wasn't he? Wasn't he naive? <laughs> Celtic are so close. They're, they're so close. And I know, Stephen, I take your point. We can't. You keep saying it. We, we can't keep making excuses. I under. I, I don't feel like I'm making excuses on on this occasion. In this game in isolation, I don't think I'm making excuses. I think I'm looking at the game as a whole and thinking we really, really did play well in that game in large spells. We weren't as penetrative as you would like me to be, but the chances we did make, we took. And I think we're very close. And listen, we could go and play Atletico Madrid and get beat 3-0. And then you say you're miles away again. But Atletico Madrid, for me, albeit Lazio got a draw against them, are a better team than Lazio by a considerable distance. They're a better team than Celtic by a considerable distance. So it's a mountain to climb to get a result in that game. We could come out of the two Atletico Madrid games and be sitting here having played four with no points. That that game on paper, I have to admit, was probably the, the, the game we had the best chance of taking three points in. And we didn't do it. And that is my biggest disappointment. That is the game that you looked at and went, that's, a day, that's the, the three points out of all of them that you would say you would you were favourites to take it for. But there's four games to play. It's going to be very difficult. You look at the Feyenoord game, I think that's a game we can win at home if we play like we did. And if, again, fine margins go your way. You look at the, the, the Lazio game away, I think it's a game that if we play as well as we did, we can really look at a point in that game. But things have to go your way. We bits of luck as well as playing well. Celtic are so close. I don't care what anybody says. They are so close. And I'm not quite happy with what they're doing, but I think they're they're going the right way. They are going in the right direction. Again, people will say, oh, we're not playing as good football as we did last season. It's a different manager, a different style. It doesn't look as good in the eye. But Brendan Rodgers is getting to the the end product, if you like, eh? winning a league title, etc. He's just doing it a different way for Ange. It might not be as exciting, but he'll still get the same end result as what Ange did, in my opinion. And an ad, Stephen? Um, I mean, for me, my... my... My opinion doesn't change from what I said on Monday. Like I, I take what you are saying on board 100%, but at the end of the day, I think Thomas Burns said in the comments, or I can't remember, but he said, because we invested that amount before and we got stung, doesn't mean we shouldn't do it again. I, I know you're not no, saying that, Rob. I know you're not saying that, but, but um, look, at the end of the day, I mean, you said we're close, mate. I totally disagree with you, 100%. We are not close to being a Champions League club. Not no, at I'm not hope. I know I asked this question all the time. So so what is a Champions League club then? A Champions League club is a club who actually turns up really and is ambitious and wants to do well in European football. That to me is a Champions League well, what, club. So what so what's well as well qualifying through the group? Picking up points, mate, winning games, putting points on the on the board. We all want that. No one's saying we don't want that. I'm just frustrated. Like you all are, by the way, that's fair enough. Whether you were fuming after the game, and I know that people are fuming as well in, in, in the comments but it's like it just feels like to me it's deja vu from last year like we talked about competing against Madrid for 45 minutes we talked about, about the Shakhtar Donetsk games at great length how we should have done better we're doing the exact same thing this year 
And look, I'm not going back to the transfer window. I've made up my point abundantly clear on that. I thought we should have invested a lot more money. We should have took gambles on certain players, which we didn't. So I'm not going to go back into that. But what I will say, I'm not going to ex- sit here and accept playing well over points. I would take points over playing well any day of the week in European football, 100%. It's, yeah, I'm not saying, by the way, I'm reiterating it. I'm not saying anyone's saying that. No, I'm, I'm just not, saying, not saying that you're saying that, but that's what frustrates me because when, and it, like, because I'm saying certain things, people think that it's like, oh, well, so it's all right, we just turn up then. I'm like, no, but no, if, no. I, if I look at reality, like, I can understand why. And yeah, like I said, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a go at the team for. Do you think, see, to be fair, like, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do, do, do you think that, like, I know they had, they had a mobile and maybe Alberto to a certain extent, but Lazio weren't glittering with talent all over the pitch. That's what annoys I know, me. Like, like, I, I know they have got some big names. I don't think they were that great, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But I, I think a lot of that was to do with our play as well, right enough. But um, yeah. But no, like, I, I totally agree with what you're saying about, like, I, of course we need to pick up points. Like, we need to. But that, that's why I don't understand. I need this definition of a Champions League team because for me, like I've said a hundred times, we are. Celtic are. Last 20 years, though, well, like this bring back the thunder, bring back the glory days. We've only qualified through it three times. We've never really been like a. If that's the if that's the the, the narrative, if that's what you want to do, get out of that group stage. We've never really mm-hmm. been a Champions League team then. So no, I, just, no, I, look, I agree with that. I just think there needs to be a sense of realism. But then I say that, and everybody's like, "Oh well, you're happy with turning up. Uh, we're just going to do this." Do that. No, I think with this, I think with the team this year and last year, I think we're more capable. Of getting through, we've just <laughs> we're not we're nowhere near, we've not been nowhere near clinical enough, and we've made silly silly mistakes. And at this level, did, like, we can afford to do that in the league. We can still win three. Did or you four. see? Did, did you any of you see the picture going about about our home form pre twenty ten? No. So basically, oh, yeah, yeah, two thousand. Aye, but we, we, we all in bar one. Yeah. No, oh, I don't know. And, and then, and then after it seemed, I think one three and lost like seventeen or whatever. Whatever it may be, it's something like that. I don't have the picture to show. I pulled that. Um, <laughs> look, it's all about the base of opinion. People, look, it's fine. I got hard headed on Monday because it does piss me off that this old Champions League debate. And well, to, to be fair, you're 100% correct, mate. I totally agree with you. The definition of a, of a Champions League club is what Celtic aren't at the minute. Maybe close to winning a few games in European football, that's fair enough. But Europa League, to me, is probably our, our level. And it's disappointing for me to say that because, because look, at the end of the day, we love the club. We all do. We, we hold it to the highest regard. We know it's a world-renowned uh, support. We know we're, our history is up there with the best. But see now, it just isn't that. It, it's, it's, we turn up to the Champions League now and we could be playing a Leipzig, playing a Lazio, playing a Donetsk, and it ends up the same way. Yeah, we play well in fits and starts. But to me, lads, the result is more important than the performance, and it always will be, in my opinion. I don't Maybe. care, like the, like, like the Barcelona game. Like you said, Willie, we were hammered for 90-odd minutes, but a team with Charlie Mulgrew, with Miku up front, with people like that, managed to beat them. Tony Watt scoring the final goal in the end. And that, to me, shouldn't be out of our grasp again. I just think, I don't know what it is. I, I, I genuinely don't know what it is now with Celtic in Europe. It just seems everything goes against us in a way, where the, the, the slide of run of play, they break, they score a goal, we deflate, and then it continues to cycle, to cycle, and I don't know if it's a mental block, but like Ross said, these players change year in, year out. We get new signings in, so don't, I don't really know if it's that. But 
I don't want to get angry again because it, it annoys me. It, 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 it does, and it really annoys me. It grates my gears, and the, the record's piss poor. We all laugh at Rangers. We all have a great laugh at them being beat by that uh, Cyprus club. But see, to be fair, this is, and I'm going to be honest, they have a fucking better European record than us in the last 10 years. So that's my opinion. It's, it's, we need to buck up our ideas in Europe big time. Okay, I, I I hear what you're saying. I totally agree. We need to we need results, but at the same time, what have we done in the past twenty years before that? Well, yeah, well, we've got, got points. We've got results, but, three, but, how, but how many times have we? Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so there's one example. Yeah, and we were brilliant in that, run. but again, that was Europa yeah. League. So the Champions League team, mm-hmm. that's not. So moving forward, so even all throughout all the years. Yeah, we've picked up points. We've had some big results, but we've never been very successful in the Champions League. Our, our success has mainly been for dropping or down or playing in the Europa League. So I just think that we're I've, because we've been so successful domestically these last nine, ten years, winning every trophy that's been on offer. I think people kind of put us on a bit of a higher pedestal in Europe and think we should be doing better, whereas we've never really been massively successful yes of course we need of course we can get we, we need to get more results of course it's not good enough um some of the guys are saying and and here um uh and i agree are saying about how europe's just a different ball game now and the money in it's fucking killing us and all the rest of that yeah i agree but i but i still think we can compete and i still think we should be getting points and i think wednesday night we showed that even though we didn't i know that sounds like the stupidest thing you could ever say in, in your life and I'm sick I get what you mean. I was fuming on Wednesday night, absolutely fuming. Um because we should never be losing that game. But I mean, it's football. I, I, yeah, it's, I mean we could go on and talk about that uh, all night, but I'm see, going in, Sorry, see sorry know. just before you move on more. My thing as well is I, I totally agree with you Stephen, right? Results are more important than poor performances. Points on the board are more important. Of course it is. But see when you're getting coming up short, right? The only thing you can do is try and look at the positives, try and look at the, the game, try and take positives for it. If Celtic were going out and getting beat five, six, seven nil like they have in the past, mm-hmm. I'd be like, we're miles off it, absolutely miles off it. This is shocking. But I'm looking at games and we're competing and we're very close. That's all I'm saying is. I'm trying to take the positives out of the performance because the result isn't there. And because there is a lot of positives in the performance, it gives me hope that the results will come. It's going to be very difficult. But for me, that's why I think Celtic are close because they're not getting scudded 6-7-0 when they're no in-games. They're in-games. And eventually, when you keep putting yourselves in-games and in with a chance, the result will come. It has to. Low averages say it well. We've got a monkey on our back and it's like, what it was like, try for example, for a wee while going to Livingston with a monkey in our back, we couldn't get a result there. We eventually got a result, and then we've not been beat there for however long. I know it's a lot easier for Celtic to get a result at Livingston, but you get my sentiments in that yeah. we're very close, and I, that's what I hold on to. It, people might slag me for that, but as I say, if we were getting pumped in these games... I would have nothing to hold on to, I would have no hope and I wouldn't be able to defend the team. But Celtic are giving me positives to look at and hold on to and if they keep putting themselves in games, a result will come. It will. Yeah, I agree with that. Can I, I, mean, can I, I, oh, yeah. 
Coach, jump in. I was going to say, look, you still don't have to answer. Obviously, there's a long way left and, and the group stays four games. He's not a bit concerned that we could end up matching the worst performing yep. team last year. Yeah. I'm a bit yeah. concerned. Going to go on to that. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to touch on a few of the players, right? We'll move on a wee bit. We've, we've kind of touched on them mostly uh, the day anyway, but I'll just go, I'll go to it at a time just to, to fire through. But Stephen Maeda, I mean, is he the most frustrating player you've ever seen in a Celtic shirt? Because he does so many good things, but also. Um, I mean, there's a couple of occasions he's through and he's just not got that clinical edge, has he, at all? It's really frustrating, but it was frustrating for me anyway. I don't know what you think. And also just skills. He's been mm-hmm. absolutely... He was like being like a fifth or sixth choice centre-half this year and he's been an absolute stalwart since he's came in. He's been excellent. I think, as Ross said, he's a he's a terrible footballer, but you can't do do without him in the team. He makes me laugh. He he, he tries and his heart's in the right place, but see, nine times out of ten, that touch has ended up as a goal kick or a throw. And even when he tries to do a simple pass, just thankfully, though, he found Matarelli with a good pass, and obviously that goal we talked about at the start of the podcast. But, I mean, Meda has worked with in the Champions League especially. I think I've seen a stat saying that he's up there with Alfonso Davis and Bappe and... And, and players like that with speed and, and all that. I think it was fourth out of the ten who was on that list, which was quite good, especially in Champions League football. So we need him in that team for the work rate, for the, the constant energy to <laughs> up the pitch. And he offers, he offers you a different dimension through the middle if Kugel needs to go off as well in European football, in my opinion. Um, Liam Scales, wow. I remember, again, I'll go back to it, my reaction when he was starting the, the game at Ibrox. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But since that, I've had like shed loads of, of humble pie mate, and I'm going to the gym, so I need to work this shit off. Do you know what I mean? But um, he he is he he's been excellent. I think what I love about him, by the way, I know Postecoglou brought in Kobayashi to be that left footed centre half. Skills is better in my opinion. He's so good passing the ball. He's so good linking up the play. He lacks a bit of pace, maybe maybe a bit of pace for the top level. But he's he's getting through at the minute with us. And look. Alongside even Larga Belka, alongside him, I thought was decent. People were slating him, but I think Larga Belka will come on the game. He wasn't bought to be first choice. Um, aye, yeah, Scales got a call up for Ireland, Sean the Mac as well, off the back of his good form. I just, it's, he can't drop him. Even if, for me, when Fickers is back fully fit, he cannot drop Scales. And that, that for me is mental to say. That is crazy to say, to be in this position yeah, where we're going, we can't drop. We can't drop skills, and it's just a testament to the fella. I'm sure he's shocked himself how much he's come on the game. And there's always that saying: you play with better players, you end up being better, a better player yourself, isn't it? So, and I know at Aberdeen he was playing in a back three, maybe that didn't suit him, but he's really come on the game of his own. And I think he bailed out Taylor a lot of times in that game. I think Taylor was found wanting in, in some areas of that in that game, and he was covering at left back as well. So, great all round performances and. Honestly, I think someone said a leader. Grandi, yeah, he's brilliant. I Pam, like he's he's definitely a leader of the team at the minute. And for me, it's for even saying it, it's mad. But he's done it. He's deserved it. He's took his opportunity, and it's great to see. It's crazy we're all talking about. Everybody in the comments is absolutely like flying the colours for him. I'm thinking he's the best thing since sliced bread. Who would have thought that two months ago? It's mm-hmm. absolute madness. Yeah. This is football. Um, I Ross, we've kind of. I think you touched on skills earlier as well. I said he was awesome. Give us just a wee quick thought of him, but Maeda, like I think he can be a massive weapon at this level as well because like he's seen it in the first goal. He takes that ball and he's trying, and when he gets it right, he gets it right. Mm. 
but it just seems like, and what we talk about, what we think we're lacking at this level and the whole clinical edge or that final ball, it seems like my head has just not got that at times. I, I mean, you say that there, um, I think he could be a massive weapon for us, which he can be, but he can also be a massive weapon. <laughs> but, uh, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> it was set up. I had to take it. Oh, um, but see, like say Maida in the, the SPL, right? He'll get exaggerating, right? He'll get seventeen chances, right? And then he'll make an arse seventeen, and then the eighteenth one he'll score. And you forget about the 17 because he's, but he's had so many chances. Whereas in the Champions League, he doesn't get as many. He'll get two or three and he balls his up, all three of them. And you think, you're such a shit football player. But his work rate, what he does for the team, is frightening. And he has to be in the team. He's one of the first names on the team sheet for me. I've said it numerous times when you go to Ibrox and when you play these big European ties, home or away, he has to be in the team. We can't do it without him. In terms of Liam Scales, same as Stephen, I can't believe how well he's done if he's come in. Uh, I had him out the door, surplus to requirements, whatever you want to call it. But he's come in. I, I watched him on Wednesday. He's come in, he's done brilliant for Celtic. I watched him Wednesday night uh, quite closely. And listen, he had a brilliant performance. There was a couple of wee hairy moments in there, but he, he got away with it. And I cut him slack on it because for me, I think it was San Fran Celtic had said in the comments, and I thought it myself, I fully agree with him. Liam Scales was he was the one that was he was the one playing the pass out for the back. And he wasn't just playing like that pass over to Greg Taylor and allowing their forward to then press Greg Taylor or playing it across to Matt Phillips, which it was at times, but he was the one that was taking the risk and saying, I'm going to play that harder pass, that more difficult pass, through the lines and take that striker out the game, not allow him to press Greg Taylor and bypass him. He was the one taking the risk, playing the balls. And for me, that was the biggest surprise, was that it was him that was taking the responsibility and doing that. The guy that was out the door, surplus to the requirements, was going to go to Aberdeen. I, I can't praise him enough. He's, he's been absolutely outstanding, and Stephen called it. But, I mean, I've sung Greg Taylor's praises. He, uh, he was tar- he's was he been good the last couple of games, but he was really targeted, uh, especially in that yep. first half. He was really targeted with that ball over the top. Uh, Lazio constantly went for it. And uh, people say caught out of position, whatever. I don't think he was caught out of position. I just think Lazio were targeting it and you, the ball was really precise most of the time knowing that he is that bit smaller and it was going over his head and Liam Scales was coming across and bailing him out that's what your teammate has to do if if, you're, if your teammate's been targeted you have to help him out I think Greg Taylor on that side missed Maeda, eh, that protection for him um, but Maeda you probably have to say has to start on the right because Young or Palmer are playing, mm-hmm. uh, and we've not got a badder. Uh, but aye, Liam Scales, I, I, I cannot praise the guy enough. I, I'm, I'm actually a wee bit proud of him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I thought because, you were tearing it, up. 
thought you were okay no, with that. I'm wise, actually. <laughs> uh, <but> honestly, <laughs> what, what that guy's done in the last month or two is it's nothing short of remarkable, and he can only be commended for it. And he has been commended, and rightly so, and he's been rewarded with that call-up to Ireland squad. But I again, the, the most impressive part for me was the fact that he was the one taking responsibility and playing that pass, that, that more difficult pass to get us out wasn't always coming off, but for the most part it did. And the ones that didn't come off, I just commend him for being brave to do that at this level when he's not, I think that's his first or second Champions League uh, appearance. So, aye, outstanding. John Kerr tears up watching him as well, mate. It's not just you. I think he he means in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) I want to go on next. There's actually been a lot in the comments about him, and I was going to touch on him next anyway, and I, I might have a slightly different opinion, so I want to throw it out there because uh, I've seen a lot of clamour on our group chat on Wednesday, but Rio Hitate, Ross. Oh, fuck <laughs> when me. When did you on Wednesday night? I thought he, um, I thought he, was, he was pretty poor, uh, to be honest with you. I thought he was... Six out of ten at best. Uh, I, for me, I think he's got all the ability in the world. He's got all the passing ability in the world. He's a very, very good footballer. It's no up for debate. But I think sometimes at this level, he really frustrates me watching him because I don't know if it's he believes he's better than what he is or if it's a lack of concentration or just a bit of lackadaisical I really can't put my finger on it, but he, he, he plays sometimes blind passes. It's like he he's, he doesn't know what's going on round about him sometimes, or he, he's playing off the cuff. And listen, he's maybe trying to get used to the way Brendan Rodgers plays, and he's still trying to play that, that quick one-touch one sort of football. I don't... <laughs> um, I, I really can't put my finger on it listen he's, he's, I don't think Atati's fully up to speed in terms of his fitness yet I think he's also still because he hasn't played as many games as like say O'Reilly um, McGregor guys that you know are going to be first picks in the team he's not played as many games so it be taking him a wee bit longer to get used to this Brendan Rodgers style. The Ange style is ingrained in him because he's played under him for so long. I don't know, but for me, you need guys like Katate to step up to the plate in these games. And he didn't on Wednesday night. He might in games to come. He had moments. He had that, obviously, the free kick. He, he had a, a really good pass. Can't aye. mind who it was taken. All over the top to my head when he crossed aye. it for Kyogo. That's it. That, that was the one. Aye. So he had moments, but he gave the ball away a lot for me. Too much, anyway. And he was he was disappointing. You need him to... Well, hopefully by the time the next game comes around, he'll be... Obviously, have played more games. He'll be more fitter. And he'll be more used to the, what Rodgers is asking him to do. But um, right now, I wouldn't have him out of the team, but he's not showing the levels that we've seen for Hattati when he came in and under Ange. Uh, but I think he can get back to that, I've absolutely no doubt about it. 
just before I come to you, Stephen, I just want to, this is what I love about this wee thing we've got in our chats. Strange lovers disagreed with Coin Wizard, and Coin Wizard says, that's okay, we're allowed to disagree. Because that doesn't happen in society nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> it's my opinion <laughs> rules also. Uh, aye, the comments are great, and there's very rarely any animosity. The guys are all great, and I love the debate. So, uh, Stephen, I Hatate, um, his performance on Wednesday night wasn't his best. I was actually going to, I'll come back to Ross as well after you, but do you think that that's to do with this new? Because for me, under Angie, was he was on number eight, and that was it. Nobody was taking that mm. number eight position from him, and everybody said O'Reilly was on number 10. And it seems like under Rogers, they've kind of switched roles. And Hatate, when we press, Hatate is almost a number nine for me. It turns into like a four-four-two. Do you think that he's still trying to adjust to that? Do you think it's fitness? Do you think his head's turned? What's what's your thoughts? And what was your thoughts on him on Wednesday night? He may be adjusting to the the new style of play in terms of when to press, what position he's actually in. Because you're right, he looks like a number ten now. Already, he's that box to box midfielder. Roger has definitely switched him about. Um, but. He's still picking the ball up in the same positions that he was under Postacoglu. It's not like he's picking the ball up and he, he's inside the box and he's trying to make a decision from there. I just think for me, he tries to body check players too much. He tries to roll them and he he does it in the SPFL and gets away with it. But in Europe, they, they know what he's going to do. Like Ross said, he's he's always kind of, he's facing the byline all the time. He's never really face on. And when he does go face on in, in European football, he makes a silly mistake and he loses the ball and then the team's uh, counter-attacking us. The fitness could be an issue, that's 100%. But to me, it's the basics with Atate at the minute. In Europe, I've noticed he's not doing the greatest. The, the, the simple five-yard pass, he's not doing it well. The simple dribble pass one player, he's not quite putting it off. And I watched him, there was a point when Lazio broke, and he was trying to catch one of their players and ended up about 10 yards away from him. It, his, his pace, his speed wasn't there in, in the game, in my opinion. And like what Ross said, it's frustrating because we know the level's and I think yeah. that's a, a great point by James. Awada shouldn't be that far in the pits, or he should be in the round. Way, there's a 100%. lot in the comments asking for yeah. Awada to be. But for me, Rio, he will get back to the level, look, 100%. But he's not playing the greatest. Yeah, I totally agree with Peg, like in terms of Bernardo. It, it's the basics for me with Rio at the minute. And look, it will come back to him. But he was a passenger for me against Lazio. He was an absolute passenger. I hear you, and I, I agree. Obviously, it was not his, anywhere near his best game for us, and it, it, there was some slack passing at times. But I thought a lot of the stuff that I seen on uh, social media and even tonight in the comments, I thought was a bit harsh on him. I thought, like Ross mentioned, there's two big moments in the game. He, he, he puts Maeda in, and if he does better, that could lead to a goal. And, and then there's the free kick, obviously, which is obviously a dead ball situation, but. Uh, if that goes in, I think we're having a different conversation. And I think it's these moments in Champions League, especially where can win games. And I, and I I don't think he's I don't think he's far away. Um, and I said before the the group stage started that we need to get him fit and firing if we've got any chance. And I still believe that. I still think he's uh, if not a top player, one of our top top players. And if we get him firing, O'Reilly's flying at the moment. Uh, I just think that midfield pairing is 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 a scary thought. So hopefully. But I do agree he's not Whoa. he's not hitting anywhere near the levels that he should be. What was that, are we? Well, I, I got a cramp in the calf. We better than trying to stretch it out. <laughs> I thought it was a wee trouser cough. Hey, so did I. <laughs> I thought it was a wee tart. I like you, Jake, yourself on the live podcast. <laughs> 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 
down what you're talking about. No idea what you're talking about, Steve. Well, I want to talk because we're talking about players. I know we're running on a wee bit here, but we're talking about some of the player performances. We kind of had, we've already kind of had, I had Yang and the Palmas uh, debate here, but we've already, we've already kind of had that. I think you have both had your, um, uh, your two cents about that. But it's, uh, I kind of wanted to touch on our bench, uh, Ross. Mm-hmm. I'll come to you first. Do you think, do you think the bench is strong enough? Um, I mean, there's obviously like for like in certain positions, and I think the little we've seen of Bernardo, I think he could be a player. Uh, likes a home. Um, oh, well, Yang or Palma. But even though I don't know if this is just me, even though Hatati didn't have a great game when he was getting subbed off, I was like, oh. just because I think he can make that one pass or that one moment of magic that could win us a game uh, and I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on the bench but more, more importantly for me is seems like every game the moment Kyogo's coming off with 20 minutes to go and we're, we're bringing on and and I don't want to get any like a big debate on O because I mean we've talked about it for till, as long as it is and like he does seem like a, a, like a, a, a player but when Kyogo goes off and he's coming on, and I think we're needing a goal, I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, we're, we're and, and it's not a slant or no, because I do think he's, <clears throat> he's like he brings something different, but it's not. And I don't want to go back to Gigi, but when Gigi came on with 20 minutes to go, you're thinking this boy can get us a goal, and I don't feel that way we owe. And I, I don't know if I'm feeling similar because we've not seen as much of Bernardo and some of the other boys, but it's I, I'm not thinking this guy can come on and win this game. Is that a bit harsh, or what? What do you think? What do you think about the bench in, in Europe in general? I mean, in... um, no, I would agree with your sort of assumption, uh, your assumption, <laughs> summation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would agree with that. Um, for me, you look at it, and you look at the bench. You've touched on the guys: home, Bernardo, O, um, whether it be Palma or Yang. We've got guys on the bench that who can come on. And let's say they can come on and help the team, but we've not got game changers to come off the bench. Guys that can come on and go, right, we need this game to change. We need to change the, what we're doing here and get the, get, get the game to swing in our favour. No got guys that come on and do that. You don't you don't look to you. as much as I've said. He looks like he could be a good player. He's not shown it under Brendan Rodgers, but again, he was out injured. He's coming back. He's getting up to speed. He's getting five minutes here and there. It's difficult for him to make impacts in games. So it's maybe harsh to say that. Um, But right now, when you look at it in the face of it, you have to say, we've got guys that can come on and help the team, but we've not got guys that can come on and change a game in an instant. Uh, They guys are already on the park. And even they guys at the minute are probably few and far between. Uh, certainly in Europe, domestically we've got got it in abundance, but in Europe they are few and far between. I, I like this Celtic team. I like what they're trying to do. Brendan Rodgers is, again, I've said it before, he's at the very start of his tenure, the very infancy. He's had one transfer window. He's took over a treble winning team, lost a couple of players, ravaged with injury. He's still getting results, still getting 
performances here and there. They look domestically like a hard team to beat in terms of they're solid, they keep the ball. I don't think this is a Brendan Rodgers team by any stretch right now. I think we'll get to that and we'll see that in the next couple of transfer windows. So I'm loathed to sort of like slag the team or downcry them or whatever at the minute because I understand that as much as Brendan Rodgers took over an Ange Postacoglu treble winning team it's a different style of football and this isn't a Brendan Rodgers team this team is not what Brendan Rodgers sees the end it's not the end game for him there's a long way to go and I'm looking forward to seeing what that will bring but right now I'm okay with the trajectory and the work they're doing. Could they do more in the transfer window? I know I say don't go back to it. Yes, they could. And I think they will in the coming windows. What that'll be, whether it'll be higher transfer fees or whatever, I don't know. But there'll be more signings made and there'll be Brendan Rodgers signings. I'm I'm sure of that. I think I don't know if it's because, like I said, it's that feeling, Stephen. For me, it's I'm not I'm not saying that the the bench isn't good enough myself. I feel like the likes of Bernardo and Home and these guys, I think, could be could prove to be top signings. But we've, I, I just don't think we've seen enough of them at the moment. And like I say, when the likes of Kyogo or Hatate go off, I I don't know I don't know if it's because I've not seen enough of them. I just kind of get that sinking feeling like these are our game winners going off here. And we need a goal, and I'm not so sure. Is, and does that is it because I've not seen enough of them, or do I, I? I'm still undecided yet. Do I feel that unlike Ange, where we were, we we talked about it, and the, the squad he was building <coughs> when he was sw- switching somebody off, whether it was Kyogo for Gigi or O'Reilly for Rogic in the early days, or whatever, mm-hmm. whoever it was coming off, it was like for like. There, there didn't seem to be a drop off. Do we feel now that there is a bit of a drop off between? Or established first eleven in the bench. I mean, without going back to it, I think it ties back in with summer recruitment. The way to improve the bench is you upgrading the first team players, and they eventually drop to the bench. And that, then, in theory, that's your game changers coming onto the pitch. Um, looking at the, the the bench against Lazio, I mean, domestic level, everyone says we've got strength and depth, we've got players to call upon. But once it takes that step step up to European football, we don't have that no more. And I think it's quite evident when you have Scott Bain and a young 17-year-old goalkeeper as your two backup choices on the bench. You've got a Ralston in there, albeit we all know he sell, but the European level, no. James Forrest, for me, wouldn't make an impact in the European level. Mikey Johnson, injury-prone. These players, in my opinion, shouldn't be on the bench at that level. Domestically, you get away with that. That's fine. But now our, our bench, like you said, taking Kugel off. But again, I think that's still precautionary because of his uh, shoulder issue. I think Rogers is trying to protect him a bit. I think in, in terms of, you, you look at, I mean, who else did you Rio Atate, you bring on Bernardo, he's still the unknown. We know he's a hot prospect from Benfica, but he hasn't really got a chance. Olin Thiago home looks a decent prospect. But again, it's not players, in my opinion, that can switch a game. Uh, if you need something to come on and change it and make a difference, no. Palma did, but that's because Palma still come back into fitness. I think he will be first choice going forward once he builds that up. But it, tie, it, it does tie back in with summer recruitment. There's no other way you can skate around this issue. It goes back to that. And Ross, you tried not to go back to it, but you referenced it. And I think it's fair enough. Like, 
to me, the only way to upgrade your squad is by upgrading the first team, and then the first team players that replace drop to the bench. And then that, to me, in theory, is your game changers. We don't have any of that at the minute. We're still, we're still kind of going with the unknown players we've brought in in the summer. It's still exciting, don't get me wrong, but there's no player on that bench that would trust to come on. Like Willie said, if O comes on, we're still going, oh, we don't know what we're getting. We don't know what O's going to be playing. If um, Bernardo comes on, no one knows what he can produce. I, I don't think no one knows what his best position is. I've heard people saying it's a 6 or a 10. That's up for debate. We don't know that, that much about him. So, yeah, it's the unknown, which is exciting. But for me, it's neglect in the transfer window. Fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 again, I said I'd, I've not made... I, I, I can't really decide as of yet because I think we need to see more of these guys. It seems like we've got a settled 11 at the moment. Um, hopefully we'll see a bit more of these guys and then that, that'll change my mind. But, um, I mean... I'd, I. I'm not one for criticising, and I'd like everybody calls me Wally Lawwell in the bloody comments because that's mental, by the way. Try, but it's because I try to like. Obviously, I'm like with my heart as well about the club, and I love it. And I, obviously, I want these better things. But on this podcast, I try to take a step back out of that and just look at it for the outside of everything. And I make certain comments which I don't like, but I try to say that I can understand, and people just jump in it and say that I'm Wally Lawwell, but. Um, if I was to criticise the window, I, I'm quite happy with what we've done. I think there's, the players are going to be, like, I think they're going to come to fruition. I, I think Yang looks a player. I think Palmer looks decent as well. And I, I think we've made some decent signings, Bernardo and home again, like you guys do. But I think, I, I do think it's been a bit criminal that we didn't go out and get another striker because yeah. I think I think if Kyogo's if Kyogo gets injured, we are <clears throat> up shit creek without a paddle. I don't think. I don't think O's going to get you the goals. I think he brings you something totally different. And I, I think he can go on to be a good player. Um, but he's just not he's just not a goal scorer. And we've seen with Maeda, he's he gives you many, many, many qualities, but goal scoring is like clinical finishing is, is definitely not his forte. So if he's up front as well, yeah, he can cause problems, but um I don't think he's going to score goals. And I think with um I think it's shown so far this season that Matt O'Reilly's our top goal scorer. He's been fabulous, but yeah. like other than Kyogo, I just feel like we've not maybe got that threat. And I, it was only on Wednesday night that when we were pushing for a goal, and I thought we were in the ascendancy and we scored, and I thought we'd won the game, and then we're drawing. I'm like, we should be winning this game. Like when we had the likes of O coming on, my heart kind of sank a bit, and I, I, it made me think, well, why is it? Why am I feeling that? And I'm just like, because I just don't feel like he's the man that's going to get us the goal. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be interesting to see, but we'll see. I mean, like I say, hopefully in the next month or so, we see a bit more of these guys um, domestically and we can judge them for there because I'm not going to judge the likes of home and Bernardo when we're only seeing 10, 20 minutes yeah. of them. My, my judgment on those, obviously on a far bigger... When he first came in as well, he looked electric and we were like, well, I'm not going to judge him. And again... <laughs> It is harsh on the young lad because he is, he's the same. He's only getting 10, 15 minutes a game. But, and like Ross said, you didn't want to harp on back. But with Gigi, I just felt like you gave him five minutes and he still gets a sniff and gets you a goal. I, don't, I just don't see that way. And I, I think it's maybe somewhere we're lacking. But uh, what are we at now? No, 35. Let's try and get in the next. The Friday game. team. The Friday gonna, team. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. I'm going to take a drink, day. I know. The Champions League. <laughs> Wait till I find this. Brandon Rogers Champions League. Uh, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> run because this oh, is yes, the again. And this is yet another one of these that I think personally, it's like that whole Livingston. By the way, we've no won at the Almondvale for ten years. Well, they were in the fucking championship for nine of the year. But it's the, it's, you know what I mean. It's these. So I think, and I think this is another one of these stats. Rogers, what, what is it? Twenty games now he's had in the Champions League, and he's only won two of them. Two, two. Um, <laughs> but when you look at the teams, Stephen, I'm going to come to you first, and you can give me your opinion because I know you're just going to slate him anyway. But <laughs> the teams we've faced, he's played, he's played, he played Barcelona. This was at Celtic. Barcelona lost twice. Man City drew twice. I know it's not great, but it's not losing. Borussia mentioned Gladbach withdrew and lost. Obviously, not a successful. Um, you, you would be expecting more possibly for Borussia mentioned Gladbach, but I think we can all agree Barcelona, Man City, home and away. I got two draws of Man City. I don't think that's horrendous. I'm, we, we should be expecting more. I'm not saying that we like we can go and beat them, but I, like again, I can understand. The next one is not good reading at all. Bayern Munich lost home and away. PSG lost home and away. We got battered off PSG if I remember rightly that year. Anderlecht, we got a win at home. Was that at home? I don't know. One, one game and lost, lost again. Again, PSG and Bayern Munich, two absolute giants. You're wanting to expect, you're expecting more, but understandable. This season so far, Feyenoord Lazio, not good enough. I think we, I think we should be expecting more out of that. I think, and I think the two performances, you talk about red cards and fucking all the rest of it, but we, sh- we should be getting more points. Agreed. Uh, the Liverpool one is. Lodegaretz, Lodegaretz, remember that? Lodegaretz, yeah, Bulgarian team. He got a win and a draw. Hmm. For Liverpool, you're expecting two wins there. Ba- Basel, Ball, a loss and a draw. And, sorry, and well, Liverpool at that time, I was that when they had Balotelli and all that. Uh, it, it, well, they, they nearly won the league and then they went out and signed like half of the Southampton team to go into the Champions League. <laughs> That's right. Like, what the fuck? And then they lost twice against Real Madrid. So, Stephen. What's your thoughts on? See, for me, looking at that, like I can understand to an extent. You'd be hoping to pick up more, but another one of these for me starts that you're like, holy shit, that's horrendous. But when you look at it, it's not as it's sort of understandable. But what do you think? I mean, before I get into what I think, watching your demeanor read out the teams slowly sink was how I feel when you. Manson, the teams that you mentioned. I mean, PSC, Barcelona, let's get them out of the way, right? 100%. You go back to Liverpool, Ludogratz, Baal, you go, go to Celtic, you go to Bruce Inbitz and Gatblack, you go to Anderlecht, you go to fucking the teams now, Farnod, Lazio. These, to me, are ties that we should be doing far better in. And look, I'm not going to... It's just the thing, isn't it? It's just, it's just not good enough. I can't, I cannot say anything different. I really can't. I can, I get. Look, I, I understand the teams like PSG, Real Madrid's that he had two great results against City, and from what I believe, after them games, City started being found out in the Premier League. I think we all know that. I think one of the games after they were on an unbeaten run. They were on an unbeaten run, and then Tottenham ended it after we we played them. I think it was the home game we drew three each. So yeah, but. Look, I fucking wait. when you mention them teams, Willie, it must dawn in your brain that we should do far better. And I know you said we should 100%, but it's not good enough. It yeah, is can, you not, can you not see, like, surely, I know, I, and I say, like, we, we should be getting a result in there, all that, but mm. 
the same time, mate. These guys, their teams are like astronomical fees. Anderlecht. The best players in the world. Yeah, we got a win against Anderlecht. Anderlecht. I know, but we lost against them as well at home. That yeah, was, we won away. We won away. Yeah, but you also got beat after St. Man. Richard Gablak, they, they, don't, they don't pay astronomical fees. Yeah, they do. They're like, compared to us, they do. Uh, no, and I said we should be getting results against them, but you're saying PSG and Barcelona, but we should still be getting a result. Like, I, no, I said forget like, about them. I said forget about them. I didn't say we should get a result. I said forget about them particular teams well, because... Well, we got a result I, against Anderlecht. There you go. Yeah, but and Gladbach and the draw on the loss. Yeah, I know, but, like, but you can't other teams as well. I don't understand how you've got this sort of. I thought this was Rogers' record. No, it's been shite. We should just go. Well, Rogers was in charge of us at that point. You've got this thing about just going in and we should be turning over that team. Like, I don't watch much in Gladbach, but they're in the Champions no, no. League. They must have had a decent season beforehand and they're obviously a good team. So I can understand why we wouldn't. I can't just expect to go in and pump these teams. But do you think Mooch and Gladbach fans are watching Celtic? They're not, but they're still expecting their team to pick up a result, which inevitably yeah. they did. We did. Every, every single game we go into, and it might be just pure naivety, seeing as that's the word of the pod, I think we can always pick up a result. But I can understand why we don't. Like, it's the top. Top. <laughs> Thanks, fam. It's, a, it's, a, it's the biggest and best clubs in the world. We, we, on a, we could get beat off of St. Martin. We got beat off Calais this year. We can't just be expected to go and we should be beating them. That's not that's not how football works, in my opinion. But that right, no, that's fair. But that's just my opinion. On, I on think the against these top 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 teams, right? I think it's it's the equivalent of saying what's um, Kilmarnock's record against Celtic over the last six years. Like, we, we so now we're now we're, we're at the point. But now you're, to me, that's an, you're making an excuse by bringing Kilmarnock and St. Merlin to this. We're talking about no, Celtic in Europe. No, I'm not. You, listen, not you're making, you're making should... your point in Europe, but you're saying we should be beating teams. I'm trying to explain to you on a scale, just on a different scale, how superior mm. they are to us, money-wise, ability-wise, player-wise. And what I thought in my head was, if you look at that on your scale... Us to come a Kilmarnock as we're far superior to them, money wise, budget wise, player wise, and we're expected to beat them just like a PSG would be expected to beat us. So, I like that's I, I, I why I'm trying to understand this whole where we're going into Champions League. And it's like we should be beating these teams, we've not got any god given right to beat these teams. It's the top way, it's the best I just, team I, in the world. I just checked quickly for this year, Boots and Gladbacks has transfer 10 million quid. Yeah, this year, I'm not in the Champions League this year. But I'm saying, you're saying they pay astronomical fees. They don't. They're a club we should be challenging well, check, with. Check the Champions League that we were playing then. The year we were playing. Right, okay. Go to Ross. Money. I'll check. I'll check. Go to Ross. It doesn't... Like, honest to fucking God. I hear the same conversation with you every fucking week, man. And you never... This is what I'm talking about, my, my point. You didn't listen to my point. You just jump on I'm to what you're to thinking. Point. You're not. But you're, bring, you're, you're, trying to, you're, you're trying to... You're trying to make it sound better by bringing Kilmarnick and Sitmarnick. Yeah, but that exactly. This is my point. I've just explained it to you twice, and all you've said is you're trying to explain. Yeah, because of budgets and that. that I get that. I get that. Hundred percent. So why but should we be expected to beat them then? I'm not saying expected, but we should be yeah, expecting better, really. Ten times. Mate, I didn't say we expect to beat them. We expect to get better results. Don't put words in my mouth, man. I didn't say no, that. Well, I said well, we expect you... better results. Yeah, and I agreed with you. But no, but yeah, but then you're but well, then you're bringing Scottish clubs. Away, so how's that not? Like 
Look, just disagree to disagree because we're going to go on all night. I don't want to go over it. I have my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and I had mine. So how the fuck is that not allowed? It's allowed, man. But I'm saying, no, you're trying to tell me that I said... Written. You're trying so to tell me that I sat here written. and said we expect to win. I didn't say that. We should be expecting yeah. better. Yeah, I said that as well. But you're going and saying yep. we should be beating teams like PSG and Barcelona. When did I say that once? I you never said that you once. want us to compete with these teams. I said I understand. Did, did, I, Ross, back, did I say that once and we should beat PSG and Barcelona? Your, your exact words were... We should be beating these teams. Yeah. <laughs> I said forget about them teams. I said forget about them teams. They're out of our scale. No. Not the, the PSGs and that, but I mentioned Gladbach. You said teams. we should be beating the teams. We should but be expecting it's a better result. Yeah. Wish, aye. That, that's, a better, that's a better phrase. Expecting a better result. But well, maybe I've misphrased maybe. that, but that's what I meant in my head. Aye. That's, that's fair enough. So what do you think, Ross, about how we're looking this year with Brendan at the helm? Than Ange, do you think we're better suited to um, European football under Brendan than we are Ange, or do you think uh, that like last night on Wednesday night, if Ange, if we were playing Ange ball, we would have got the result? Uh, it's it's hard to say, uh, because we weren't playing Ange ball, so you, I don't know. Um, we playing Ange ball, we maybe would have made more chances. Kyogo took his one and only chance as well. He froze. No, no. I'm just going to say the call, mate. Sorry, mate. Uh, Kyogo um, took his one and only chance. He maybe would have got more chances. But then you look at it and go, right, okay, we're playing Ange ball, we're going for it. But then we're leaving spaces at the back, so the Lazio will get more joy. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that we all audited the approach last season. Uh, don't respect the teams. Play your game. And go for it. And it almost worked. It was very close. This time, we're playing a bit more pragmatic. We're playing more possession-based football, which we all knew even before Rodgers came in that that is the way we would play. I think it's even more pragmatic than it was Rodgers' first time around. Um, But again, and I'm sort of... I mean, Stephen's point for earlier and the fact that we're now playing, we're, we're playing a different way, but it's it's almost worked, but it's not quite worked. But I think, <laughs> I think on night. Wednesday night, I think on Wednesday night, what I will say is, I don't know whether we'd got more joy with the way Ange played, but I think on Wednesday night, we were closer even in any game that Ange played, we were closer to getting the result on Wednesday night playing the way the way Rogers played than any other game. I don't know whether that be down to obviously it's different opposition styles, make games and stuff like that. But I think that's as that's as as close as we've come since we've got back into the Champions League under Ange. Eh, that was our first year last year, and then so if you take the, the the campaign last season and the, the start of this one, that game Wednesday night is as, as close as we've come to getting a result, eh, in my opinion. So, on the face of that, you could pro- possibly say you could make a case that Roger's style is working better, but you can't say com- conclusively for me. Both styles were good in their own way, their own right. They both 
certainly domestically, get you the same end game, just a different way of doing it. I don't know. I, I like both <laughs> managers. I like both styles. Ange, Angie's style excited me. Ange is a, a man, a person. I've liked, no liked anybody better as a Celtic manager, but I love Brendan Rodgers as well. And I, I love the, the football that he plays. I love that we're I really, we look at a, a hard team to beat. We're a harder team to beat than we were under Ange. Albeit that Ange won a lot of games. I think when it, like say, the game at Ibrox there, um, everyone was against Celtic. I think with, if Postacoglu went to Ibrox with that team, probably wouldn't have won that game. But the way Rodgers played, the way Rodgers set up, Ange wouldn't have. We, we, we made ourselves difficult to beat. And Rodgers won that game. I don't know. You could make <laughs> no. arguments for and against both. I don't know. They're both... Ange came up short. Rodgers currently is coming up short. But again, I go back to it. The, the both teams were always in the games. They've never been absolutely pulverised, albeit we lost 3-1 in Leipzig. And we, we were way off at that game. We didn't perform well. But five out of six games, we were in it for me. Well, no, that's... You could say we got cuffed in uh, the Bernabeu. I forgot about that. So four out of six games we were in it. I think two out of two so far we've been in it. We need to make the next step. Of course we do. Whether we do in this campaign or not, it's going to be very difficult. But I still maintain that I don't think we're far away. So in saying that, Stephen, what's your thoughts on the rest of this campaign? Because I think we all agreed we needed to win all our home games. That's obviously not going to happen now. Can we get results away from home? Do you think we can? Do you think we can still get through the group stage? Do you think Europa League's our spot, or do you think we just not want to do as bad as what the Rangers did last year? That's that's where I'm at at the minute. To be fair, that's my major concern that we match or even do worse than what they done last year. And look, we've got a fairly go twice coming up the toughest games, and hope we were hoping we would have got points on the board by then, but we haven't, so we will have to cope with that. Um, Athletic Madrid under Diego Simone, they're a formidable outfit, like the defensively sound. They've got good attacking players as well. Griezmann, uh, Depay, uh, players of that kind of quality. So, look, I'm not holding much hope out for them games. I'll be happy with a point, 100% from two, from the two. But, I mean, looking at it as well, like we've got Lazio coming up away. We can maybe look back at 2019, the 2020 campaign. campaign with a bit of hope that we can do it over there. Obviously, Oliver Neesham and Chris Sutton, that kind of commentary was fantastic. If you remember, it was unbelievable. Um, we've got Farnall, the last game at home. I, I I personally don't think we will be in Europe after Christmas. I think we can kiss that goodbye, in my opinion. I think um, that's the only fairly good we'll see for the group and Farnall will come in third place. And that's not me being defeatist. It's just how I feel at the minute. Unless we perform miracles against Atletico Madrid, then I'll be more than happy to come on here and apologise to Willie Sanfran, like you asked me. But um, the, these results can can happen. I'm hoping that we'll have a big night at Parkhead again under the lights and we can produce something. But I'm not holding out much hope, folks. I just want us not to be the worst ever performing Champions League team. I don't want that label at our door. Ross, what's your thoughts? You think we can pick up points? Um, I, I like Stephen. 
uh, out of the two games against Atletico, if we manage to get a point out of that, I think we're doing very well. Over in Lazio, I think that there's a point there for us if we perform like we did on Wednesday night. I think there is a point there for us. But again, it's very difficult and you need a wee bit of luck. I think Feyenoord back at Parkhead, I think we've got a chance to win that game. I really do. Listen, again, I'm under no illusions. It's going to be very difficult. If we win the game, it'll be by the odd goal and it'll be nervy as fuck. Mm -hmm. But we can win the game. We're good enough to beat Feyenoord at Celtic Park with this team. I I believe we are. So, uh, listen, I'll be totally honest with you. I would be delighted with a point off Atletico. I don't think we'll get any out of the two games. So you look at Lazio, if we can take a point there and we can beat Feyenoord at home, it puts us in four points. You're relying on other results still probably. Realistically, I'm with Stephen. I think that Europe after Christmas is it's a, it's a tall order, even getting four points. Which at, at this point now, with four games left, if we got four points, I think I would be delighted with that. We would be out of the Champions League. <laughs> uh, we're off. I think... We're off, John. Stephen, you can just take this to hear yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all about the beard, folks. It's about the beard. That's it, eh? uh, what, where was I? About European football after Christmas. Aye, I think um, it's going to, even if we got four points, I think it'd be very difficult. You'd be relying on other results. Um, but I think there is an opportunity to get possibly four points for the group. And if you do that, it keeps us away from that dreaded label of being on a par. Or, listen, see if we even got zero points. I don't think we would, we still wouldn't be on a par with Rangers in terms of we'd be above them in goal difference because we'll know it's 7-0 to somebody in this group Rangers <laughs> did. <laughs> He's so, sort of it's all good, I think we'll pick up points. I think, I think we can. Really. Um, so let's quickly go try and beat the two-hour mark. Back to domestic action and revenge is on the horizon. Oh. Uh, Ross, playing Kilmarnock, just quickly, do you think there'll be do you think there'll be any changes? You don't need to necessarily guess your eleven, but do you think there'll be anybody coming in um and anybody sitting out this weekend and uh what how do you think the result will go? Um well I think it's fair to say that Palma would come in. Um I don't know. Maya will probably start. Uh, don't know if Carter Vickers, Vickers will start. Most of the team picks itself. Um, part fail, obviously, Palma. Depends on Carter Vickers' fitness. Uh, there's a couple of positions up for debate. In terms of the result, uh, going to go, I think Celtic will be out for revenge. I'm going to go 3 0. Uh, it is at home, eh? Aye, yeah, so I'm breaking the tackle. Right, so I'll go 3-0 Celtic. 3-0, Stephen, what do you think? Do you think there's anybody on the terrible bench that we've got that's going to come in and get some game time? <laughs> terrible bench, European level, Willie. Come on, domestic yeah. level, it's fine. 
I mean, <laughs> for me, I think Bernardo might come in um, for... I think Bernardo might come in for Hatate for a start. I think we might see Palma come in on the left. Nah, Willie knocks me out, mate. There's, there's, there's a big difference. I think... Um, aye. So, basically, it'd be the same back four. I think Phillips will still retain his position. I think... Bernardo comes in the midfield and Palma to start on the left, and I'll go. I'll go three 0 as well, Ross. What about Interesting. you? Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I'll be fairly comfortable. I think we can beat them two 0 but I'm, I'm I'm actually hoping we do get um, get to see a few of the mm-hmm. few of the oh other my. boys. I think there's like there's obviously players that are undroppable at the moment, like O'Reilly, and obviously we need Kyogo up top, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if CCV gets minutes. Um, you can't, I scales somebody alongside scales anyway. And uh, yeah, it would be nice. Like as much as I like, I think Hattie's one of our best players, if not our best player. I know he's not showing it at the moment, but I think it would be nice to see the likes of Bernardo and a bit more at home, maybe a half. Hopefully, it'd be nice if we got a couple of goals up at halftime and we can make a, a couple of changes. Because let's face it, I don't think he's going to. He's going to drop Cal Mack or O'Reilly at the moment. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully we get to see a few of the guys. I like Yang. I think he's really direct. Um, so so I, would like, I would like, I would like yeah. to see Yang start again as well. Uh, but, I mean, there's options, definitely options there. And hopefully we see uh, see a few changes and we get back to winning ways uh, and uh, extend our lead at the top. And that team across the road have got a difficult game away on Sunday as well, so it could be even extended even further. Um, So, yeah, great debate tonight, as usual. Thanks, everybody, in the comments. These have been superb, as usual. Um, I've stuck it to a short podcast, as usual, on a Friday night as well. But uh, (laughs) thanks very much for joining us uh, on a Friday night and spending your time with us. Uh, Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Ross. It's been good. Get on the Super 6 again, I think. If you're not on the league yet, it's on this ticker below or you'll get it in the bio or whatever. Um, and Stephen, your teaser's definitely coming your way. Uh, yep. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's it's very a, close now. Very close. <laughs> hope you all have a top-top <laughs> weekend and I hope, uh, hope the hoops uh, bring you some happy times tomorrow and get a good result. Stay well. Keep safe. Hail, hail, troops. Hail, hail.